Bless the Lord. Today, this morning, I want to talk about the profile of a visionary believer. Because I believe that every one of you here is a visionary. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a visionary. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, it looks like you don't believe me. I am a visionary. Tell them, I'm a visionary. I'm a visionary. All right. So, the profile of a visionary believer. I hope, Bazalwana, you have not abandoned your vision because of the season that we are going through right now. I'm saying I hope you haven't abandoned your vision because Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. If we have no vision, people will perish. So we need to be men and women of vision. Why? Because your vision will get you to see what God has placed on the inside of you. Your vision will get you to see your potential. Vision is powerful because in times of discouragement and in times when things are not going well, we need vision. We have a vision, Bazalwana, helps us to repute and sing be everywhere and, 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 and be, like, be like people who have no direction whatsoever. Vision is powerful. It overcomes difficult seasons. It takes you out of the hole of discouragement. Vision deals with this thing called discouragement. I mean, if you look at the numbers that we are reading about, I mean, look at the numbers of teenage pregnancies. Telling thing. Eh? Look at the numbers of suicide rates, discouragement, all kinds of conditions that people are dealing with. Family problems and pressures and people losing jobs and all kinds of things. It's almost like it's just going downhill. Going downhill. But when you have vision, you have something to busy yourself with. You don't have time for other things because it's the vision that takes hold of you. Talk about state capture. Let's talk about vision capture. Let your vision capture you and take hold of you. So that you can move on with your life. Let me hear those amens. You are, today you are very nice. I don't know. I'm going to rent you for next week. I think you're a nice crowd today. Vision overcomes hopelessness. Vision overcomes the fear of the future. Vision overcomes disappointment. So vision is important. Because it becomes the cure for hopelessness. If there's a time when we should really be visionary people, it is now. Right now. And this time. When things look like it's not getting better. I mean, over the weekend, Kimona, you know, some of the famous musicians have been buried. The lead singer was the gospel choir. You know. I mean, you know, you know just when you think things can't get worse, eh? It looks like they do. But let me tell you, when you have vision, in spite of that, you will rise again. I said you will rise again. Hallelujah. Vision is essential for the present and for the future. Listen what God says in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. It says, then the Lord answered and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. That he may run who reads it. For the vision is for an appointed time. At the end it will speak and will not lie. 
Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come to pass. So you write the vision now. You put it down now. You do what needs to be done now. But the vision unfolds like a movie. And the vision, and I know I'm going ahead of myself, but I'll say now, the vision, like a hand, reaches out to the future and grabs it. That's what vision does. So vision deals with the present and the future. It helps you not to be more to all, or skama paisan. How many of you know Baizani somewhere? <laughs> Amen. Vision helps you, therefore, to get into action mode. And it demands action. But you can never fulfill anything that you don't start. So you got to start something. Start vision. Start something. No matter how difficult, how challenging it may seem, start something. Vision, therefore, helps us reach forward to our future instead of looking back at our failures. That's what I like a vision. Yeah, it's the word. Vision helps us reach forward into our future instead of looking back into our failures. Why? Because the more you look back, it's the less you will see forward. There's no way you can move forward whilst looking backwards. You can't do life like that. But what Satan wants to do is to show you your past failures. What Satan wants to do is to point you to your yesterday. He wants to tie you to the problems of yesterday. Satan wants to lock you in. And tell you where you are, that's the end of you. And tell you what you're going through, that's all there is to life. But what vision does, vision reaches forth. Hallelujah. Because vision is a picture of a preferable future. That's what it is. That's what it is. And that's why we are visionary people. Tell your neighbor, I'm a visionary. Tell your other neighbor, I'm a visionary believer. Tell your other neighbor, I'm a visionary believer. So let's look at the profile. Yeah, visionary believer. Seven things. I want to look at seven things. Number one, a visionary believer has a sense of mission. You must have a sense of mission. You must know you are here for a purpose. Eh? Like they say in West Africa, you are here for a purpose. How many of you are here for a purpose? Yeah. You are here for a purpose. You got to have a sense of mission. Listen to what Jesus says. In John 4:34, he said, "My meat is to do the will of him that has sent me and to finish his work." You know last week 
One of the major, major understandings came to my heart as I was meditating on the life of Christ. I saw it. I was preaching it last week, Sunday. But, you know, even after I I was still thinking about it. You know? You know what I realized, Roger? You know what I realized? This is what I realized. If Jesus, at the age of 33, if Jesus, at the age of 33, could say, I have finished the work that you gave me when he prayed. And yet, like I was calculating with you last, last week, if you live to be 70 at least, we know that statistically we are showed that you spent almost 20 years of your life sleeping. You remember, and I showed you the calculation. So, and then the other years in other things. So you are really left with 30 years. And in that 30 years, you must go to school, you must eat, you must do the other things. So we have much less time than what we think. Now, if Jesus, at the age of 30, let's try and do the mathematics. At the age of 33, you could say to God when he prayed, I have finished the work that you gave me. Ne? Probably, he only had a total of about 20 years to do everything. Right? How could he, how could he be that convinced? How could he do everything? That must mean this, that he was very purpose-driven. Probably, Jesus must have busied himself with only what God told him. The more I thought about it, the more I realized, yeah, it's true. Let me give you an example. There's a certain town where he went to go and preach. The meetings were so good. The services were so powerful. People were getting healed that people wanted him to stay on and extend the crusade. Then Jesus says, ah, I'm not extending He says, I must go to the other cities as well, for there too have I been sent. So not only Jesus knew where to go, he knew how long to stay. He knew when to move to the next thing, to be able to do everything. Here's another case study. The man at the gate of beautiful in Acts chapter 3 that we read about, who was healed by Peter. When you read where he was positioned, that specific place, and you trace the footsteps of Jesus during his earthly ministry. Jesus passed by that temple many times. And the Bible says this man had been at that gate for many years. He had been in that condition for 40 years. So it means many times Jesus passed next to that guy, but never healed him. Never healed him. Yeah. This man was healed by Peter because in God's mission... God had designed that it is through the ministry of Peter that this man, Murana Jesu knew what to do and what not to do. He was a man of mission. Tell your neighbor, I am a woman of mission. I'm a man of mission. I have a sense of mission. So he says, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. In the New Living Translation, I love it. It says, and Jesus explained, my nourishment, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. What is he saying? He says, what sustains me? What makes me wake up? What gives me strength? 
What makes me stronger than others? Passionate more than others? What makes me to get up when others are sleeping? What makes me to, to burn the midnight oil? Is because I know what I'm here for. And the more I do what God has called me to do, is the more energized I become. See, when you meet people who are dragging themselves around, oftentimes it's people who have no vision whatsoever. Or whose hope is deferred. Their vision has been frustrated. That's why the devil wants to take vision from you. Because what makes us live, Bazalwan, is not that life is smooth. What makes us live is not that we don't go through problems. What makes us live is not that we don't wake up one day feeling like not giving up. What makes us live is because there's a sense of mission. Oh yeah. A visionary believer has a sense of mission. Number two. A visionary believer relies on God. A visionary believer a visionary believer says what the psalmist says in Psalms 127 verse 1. Except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. You know, I've been trying to preach a sermon to you the last two Sundays. Maybe maybe But it's the statement of Paul when he says, by the grace of God, I am who I am. See, a visionary believer understands that if God doesn't make you, and if God doesn't build you, and if God is not involved in what I'm doing, then everything that I'm doing is in vain. A visionary believer, even when they have achieved a lot, they don't say, if it was not for me. They say, if it was not for the grace of God. That's a visionary believer. Visionary believer relies heavily on the grace of God. They rely on God. Number three. Number three. A visionary believer never consists to failure. Instead, they face up to their resistant forces. Hey! Let me say that again. A visionary believer never concedes to failure, but rather they face up to their resistant forces. Bazalon, if you don't, if, if, if you need to know this, you will always have resistant forces that come out against you. As I've always used the example of an aeroplane or when you run, you only realize that there are winds that are blowing that are contrary when you start running. And the faster you want to run is the more you experience that wind. The planes that are flying at a high speed, they deal with lots of winds. But the plane doesn't stop. It just navigates the winds. So it means if you are experiencing the resistant forces and the opposing winds, you are going somewhere. No wonder the Bible, when you are going through temptations, James says, count it all joy when you fall into when you fall into diverse kinds of temptations. They are different. There are different 
like an eagle to fly higher. Higher. A visionary believer, they don't concede to failure. Mara, they face up. Whatever season you face it, no matter how hard, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm missing a bit, even if I don't like traveling, but I'm missing traveling right now. How old when you're, you know, when you're going trans, when you're on those transatlantic trips, you know, you're going over the oceans. It's been very rare where we've ever flown transatlantic, where we never ever got into some turbulence of some sort. And the thing is this, once we start, you The interesting thing is that, and every time, one of the things I comfort myself with, mostly last time. So, yeah, it means I said, I, I said last time that, that, that's what David says he says I, I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or they are seen begging bread but the key is when you are in turbulence keep the engines running Keep the engine of prayer running. Keep the engine of faith running. Keep the engine of vision running. Keep the engine running. Because it's <laughs> I was a learner. No matter how hard it is right now, it's It's Things will change. Things are going to turn around. You don't allow resistant forces to stop you. You don't stop dreaming. You don't stop your vision. Because of resistant forces. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Tell your neighbor, neighbor, yeah. Visionary believers, they understand resistant forces. Number four, visionary believers focus on the ability of God within them. Book of Corinthians, there is no temptation, there's no test, no trial that comes to you that is not common to man. With every test, God makes a way. <laughs> we used to sing a song years ago, God will make a way where, they, the, where there seems to be no way. He works in ways that we cannot see. He will make a way for you. Hallelujah. 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 1 John 4, 4 says, you are of God, little children. And you have overcome them. You have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you. Greater is he that is in you. 
Greater is the God inside of you than the circumstances that are surrounding you. Greater is he that is in you. Rely on the greater one on the inside of you. Yeah. I'm realizing more and more, Bazalana, if we try to navigate this season in our strength, if we try to rely on ourselves, if we try to draw strength from ourselves, we will never go anywhere. Depend on the greater one on the inside of you. Listen to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 and 9 in the Message Bible. He says, as it is, there is not much chance of that. You know for yourself that we are not much to look at. We've been surrounded and battered by troubles, but we are not demoralized. We are not sure what to do, but we know that God knows what to do. We've been spiritually terrorized, but God hasn't left our side. We have been thrown down, but we haven't broken. Why? Because God hasn't left our side. Depend on the greater one on the inside of you. Don't try to do it alone. Don't try to do it alone. You know, I love that song, Ya Mariah Carey, years ago, Ya Hero. But, but to be honest, when I listen to the, the song, Ya Hero, I have a problem. I'm sorry, some of you. I want to My problem with that song is that it's, it says there's a hero. If you look inside yourself, in your heart, you, you, it is, you must not be afraid of who you are. It's talking about self reliance. I don't want to rely on me. I want to rely on the greater one on the inside of me. Oh, yeah. enjoy until that Mariah Carey portion. <laughs> hey! Focus on God's ability. Number five. A visionary believer is aware of their God-given opportunity to do the work whilst it is still day. A visionary believer understands when he gives me an opportunity, let me do what I should do so that I don't time out. I get a lot of with many of these applications that are online. Sometimes if you fill an application form or you do something online or if you do internet banking, then yet you know. Yeah, they, they allocate a certain amount of time. If, if you don't press the right keys, it times out. It might times out, might time out, and it's terrible if you have a lot of forms to fill, and then it times out, because it's not sure you are human or you are an automated something. Sometimes people will say, are you human? Or you, you? Don't time out. Make sure you take advantage of the God-given opportunity. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 says, to everything, to everything, there is a season. Kimo today, the kiddie just said, you take it even today. But a few weeks ago, nearly did just, did you first cut a Come on, don't give me that look, you know what I'm talking about. 
Because it was the season, it was cold. Yeah. I was frantically looking for a weave. Because she's copying a hotel, but when I don't prove that, the right. But there's a season for everything. Note, it says to everything, everything, everything. season. There's a season when you are at the peak of your strength. There's a season when you have an opportunity. Everything. Then it says, and at time, to every purpose under heaven, the late, the late Dr. Miles Monroe used to say this scripture in a way I just loved, you know, when I listened to him, I would replay that portion. He says, every one of us has a, an assignment. And to that assignment, there's a time attached to it. Then he says, you have an assignment to fulfill, but you don't have forever. Yeah. So don't time out. I will not always be as strong, jumping around. Comes a time when you can't. You, you, you've grown up. You, you have the dream in your heart, but I'm milausad well. Yeah. 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 There's a time when I had a head, a head full of hair. My afro. He would, you know, oh, yeah, yes. Nepala, many of you, I tell you. Yes. But then a time came when I went to the barber shop and the brother told me, when there's, an, there's an area where the hair is not coming back. And they're showing my head on television. These young people are very naughty. Look, they're showing my head. There's a season for everything. I'm telling you. And if you are wise, you will do what is right in its season. If you are wise, huh? that's the biggest mistake of people. People don't know what belongs where, what they must do where, when. There are things because if you can time out, even if you go back there, it will never be the same. It will never have the same impact. I'm telling you. Just like the guys who, who do the, who, who ride the waves. They look for the next wave and they know the right time to get on top of that wave. And if you get on the wave at the right time, it will carry you further. No wonder some people are not going anywhere. They are missing the waves of God's grace as they come to the shore of their lives. They are sitting there, static, afraid to make a decision. Afraid to move forward. This is what I'm telling pastors. Hey, Barcelona. This thing you're locked down is I'm telling you, we've lost traction. People are backsliding. People have gone away from Dintratsamudim. I remember you a few weeks ago, it was hard to get an amen from you. I don't know why Keshebile come. This direction. I But here you are now, you are back to church. But you remember the first Sunday you were here? You sat here like, it's like you had been marinated in lemon juice. And, I'm, and by the way, the, 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 what do you call it? The forecasts. So things coming to normal, sick of this thing, and I, uh, COVID. It's, it's uh, we're in 2021, it's like 2023, 2024. Yeah. 
Chapel, oh yeah. Yeah, I like you when you say amen. I like that, yeah. So my mama said, if we wait till 2023 to get the church going, if we wait till 2023 to do word explosion, to do kairos, to do church planting, to buy churches, to train pastors, if we wait, we will have timed out. Even the people who would have enrolled more kairos, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything has a time. No wonder Jesus says in John 9, 4, I must work the works of him who has sent me while it is still day. He's not talking about sunshine day. Talk about opportunity. I must do the work once things sunshine do That's why I love it when I see young people serving God. Serve God at the prime of your life. No wonder the book of Ecclesiastes says, Thou shalt remember your creator in the days of your youth. Because some of these things is hard to unlearn them. It's hard to take them out of your system. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was telling them yesterday, you know, uh, and um, day before yesterday, the funeral, yeah, yeah, our pastor moved to Kobe. One of the funny things about the interviews they make to people who've lived for many years, when they ask them the question, in all your years, what's the one thing that you found to be the greatest surprise? All of them, you know, all over the world said, my greatest surprise, Kimoto 100 and something old. My greatest surprise is to realize how short life is. Kimoto 100 and something. They realize how short life is because they're on the other side of it looking back. The 20 year old, oh, something I saw. So if you were to give this 100 year old a chance to relive their life, they would do what the verse says they would do things in their season in their time because they realized some things I should have done them I didn't. Yeah. 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 I'm glad we've opened the church, Barcelona. I'm telling you, I cannot talk about that. I'm preaching to 50 people. It's all right for me. I'm glad. I'm glad we're doing what we're doing. And I'm realizing the more yet I've been talking to our, our, our bishops and our overseers in some of our churches. One of our branches, we have mostly new people. We don't know what happened to the other people. Yeah. Serious. So the longer you wait, is the more even the telling will not ever happen. Why? Because we've lost momentum. We've lost traction. Yeah. When you don't do things in its time, it's a problem. Tell your neighbor, don't time out. Yeah. Number six. I'm going to go over time, just a few minutes. Number six, a visionary believer understands they need to reach forth. Reach forth. Brethren, Philippians 3.13, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and I'm reaching forth. Where you must push yourself forward. I think Renale won't have to be social and give him. But to be social, 
Let's go to the There's just a tendency about us not to want to push ourselves. There are things where you have to push yourself. Because if you rely on how you feel, you are not going to do it. I'm telling you. Chance to push. Tell your neighbor to push. Think about it, Barcelona. You had to be here at half past six. Most probably, averagely, you had to be up around five o'clock, just average, some earlier. You had to leave home, six o'clock, average, maybe quarter to six, maybe half past five, to come here. It wasn't very, half past five, yeah, it wasn't nice, driving here. Get about tomorrow, bed. When are we one, go strategic. Dinja di bukola, when are we one? Sonso te pushe. Sonso te pushe. Yeah. But look at the difference of, at the truth of, that you have received after Utipush Look at the impact that God is giving to you. Look at the download from heaven that God is downloading on the heart core of your spirit. Look at how your life is going to be different. You know why? After Utipush There's always something greater on the other side. Yeah, Murana Jaso. When he came to the cross, the Bible says he endured the cross. Why did he endure the cross? For the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. Why? He didn't look at the cross. He looked through the cross. He didn't look at the season. He looked on the other side of the season. What are the rewards? Yahutipusha. A visionary person understands sometimes I have to sacrifice for a while. Sometimes I have to be misunderstood. Sometimes I have to leave people behind. Sometimes I have to pay more. I have to wake up early. I have to sleep late. Sometimes I have to disconnect with other people. Sometimes I have to push some more. Even if I feel like giving up, I'm going to push myself. Oh, Jesus. A visionary understands the, the reaching forth. Because when he was preaching the gospel, things were not easy for him. Read about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 2 Corinthians 9. He says, I was stoned twice. I was left for dead several times. He says, I suffered shipwrecks. I went in hunger. He says, in fastings often, in being destitute often, all kinds of things happen for me, bitten by a snake, all kinds of things happening to me, people against me, my own countrymen against me. But in spite of all that opposition, to preach the gospel, I had to do something. Never think your mission, even if it comes from God, is going to be without opposition. You're going to have opposition. Even if it's the will of God, you're going to have opposition. You've got to reach forth. You've got to stretch forth and reach forth and say, I'm not looking at the problem now. I'm not looking at the challenge now. I'm looking over there. I'm thinking about it. What will be the rewards of me getting there? Who are the people who are going to benefit from my obedience? Who are the people who are going to be touched because of my life? I'm reaching forth. I'm reaching forth. 
I'm reaching forth. I'm reaching forth. Come on, somebody. I'm reaching forth. Come on, say it. I'm reaching forth. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand on our feet, everybody, as I close. Number seven, a visionary believer. Stand on your feet as we close. A visionary believer learns to bathe their vision in prayer. (laughs) A visionary believer understands the difference that the presence of God brings in your life. Isaiah 40, 31, but those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Thank you, Jesus. Heart of worship. Raise your hands. Bless the Lord. Say with me, Heavenly Father. Thank you for who you are. And thank you for all the things you do. Just pray in the Holy Ghost for a while, everybody. Hallelujah.